social issues that are that that relate to the to the growth and to the development and the sustainability. That's also uh, obviously of core importance as, as well, and that's something that we work uh, work a lot with. So we work with uh, yeah social inclusion. We are very strong. We do a lot of work in gender, for instance. Uh, so the 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 overall trend of increasing inequalities, of course, are a sustainability threat as 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 they are to the stability of of the of the societies and the foundations on which they they build. Uh, the sustainable development, obviously, the sort of the, the human condition is is uh, is uh, is key, um, of course. So 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 that's not to be that's not to be uh, uh, neglected or forgotten. That's uh, that that is incredibly important. Hello and welcome to SDG Stories. SDG Stories is a podcast where stakeholders in the Nordics and in the Philippines share their best practices on challenges to working with CSR, sustainability, and the sustainable development goals. Knowledge sharing is a powerful tool in the transition towards sustainability and towards a better world for everyone. SDG Stories is an in-depth talk with people who make a positive impact on how to go from idea to result so you can get inspired. Today I'm talking to Antti Inkinen, Regional Director for Asia and Pacific and Managing Director for Philippines at NIRAS International Development Consulting. NIRAS, with a strong Nordic identity and the SDGs as an integrated part of its business strategy, is an agent and active promoter of sustainable development through consulting and solutions for clients from the private and public sector at local and regional levels across many countries in the world. We talk about some of the challenges to sustainable development in Southeast Asia, as well as the projects they have in the region. Examples are renewable energy, biodiversity, environmental protection, and natural resources management. We also discuss how they engage with social sustainability, such as improving conditions for gender equality. Lastly, we dive into how they have developed SDG tools to quantify and calculate impact for their clients. First of all, Antti, uh, thank you for having the time to talk to me today. Um, could you please start out with uh, telling me a little bit about yourself? Uh, thank you, Malene, and thank you for uh, for the invitation. This is a, a nice opportunity. I'm very happy to be here talking with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, my name is Antti Inkinen. Um, I'm the um, I represent Niras. Uh, Niras, a national consulting company. I'm uh, the uh, managing director here in in, the, in in Manila, so Niras Philippines, and I'm the regional director mm-hmm. for uh, uh, Niras International uh, Development Consulting, which includes a, a num- an, an office network also uh, in the region, particularly here in in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. And what does what does Niras, Niras do? So Niras is a uh, um, an engineering and the consulting company that was established in in 1956 in mm-hmm. Denmark and still headquartered in Denmark. Um, some parts of Niras actually date back to 1912 uh, already. Uh, that has been through acquisitions mm-hmm. in the later in the later years. So um, so very well established uh, uh, company in Denmark and uh, particularly in Scandinavia and increasingly northern northern Europe. 
we're about 2,200 people in uh, in the company um, company right now and work across a number of, of business areas, one of which includes, uh, importantly, the, the international development consulting, which is really the, the bulk of the work that we do here in uh, here in uh, still in, 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 in Asia and particularly here in uh, in uh, in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. the, we'll talk about NIRAS and the SDGs, of course, which is very much part of the, the corporate DNA. So the so NIRAS, what whatever it does, wherever it works, is is is, uh, is 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 committed, and our mission and vision is really to 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 contribute to and, and really drive um, sustainable societies um, wherever that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, and you're you're based in the Philippines and. I, yeah, the Philippines has a, and Southeast Asia has like a, a big um, demand for, for, I guess, development solutions. Um, can you uh, tell me a little bit about how uh, NIRAS uh, incorporates the SDGs into their business model? Sure, of course. Uh, so, so NIRAS has been committed to sustainability uh, for the longest time, and and we've been a signatory to things like the UN Global Compact for for many many years, and submit our annual annual reports. Of course, um, the the um, uh, the SDGs were adopted, of course, after the after they came into to to, to force, let's say, um, and and a few few years ago, and were really I think embedded and incorporated into the corporate strategies mm -hmm. uh, uh, formally in 2017. I was also happy to be part of a working group that was uh, sort of driving that very early work in that. Um, and previously, of course, what what we uh, and some that some people still mixed up mix up a little bit maybe is is that the there were the previous the earlier UN goals were the Millennium Development Goals mm -hmm. that were that were that targeted the developing countries uh, mm -hmm. and the, the underdeveloped countries, uh, particularly so from 2000 to 2015, and those mm -hmm. were very very largely sort of social goals. Yeah. Um, whereas now the SDGs, of course, are, are truly a global agenda. They're a holistic agenda. Mm -hmm. And as such, we don't separate uh, between between as we nobody sh as nobody should uh, is really to separate between the developing and the developed world uh, and all those uh, different degrees that exist uh, between these two. So so for us, the, the SDGs are, are part of everything we do in our sort of planning, reporting, our, our, our brand, of course, but also the mindset. I think there's been a lot of a lot of. Uh, it's been very actively sort of incorporated over the last three, four years mm -hmm. into, you know, whatever it is from an, 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 an infrastructure project in Denmark to a uh, uh, climate uh, friendly uh, agricultural value chain uh, development in Southeast Asia, for instance. So, so it's, it's very much it's very much that. So the SDGs was, was somehow it's a very good fit for, for a company like Miras. Um, and and it's very sort of logical and natural for us to to really own that and and drive the agenda forward. Yeah, yeah, especially since you're an international development um, consulting, you're already touching upon all of these goals. Um. I think the in sort of in the so where where we uh, come into to play is that is that the, so the the development consulting that means uh, the the services the in 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 in. In, in knowledge, technical assistance, um, capacity building, so on. Um, uh, the the services that provide within the, this 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 field is very much to the clients uh, that provide development financing, such as the development 
banks or the European Commission or, or uh, the Danish government, for instance, or the Nordic governments are, are big uh, clients, the UK and so mm -hmm. on. And that is very that is that is uh, entirely driven by the sustainability agenda and the SDGs, of course. So as such, also through our clients, this is a this is an, an somehow a sphere within which we, you know, live uh, day to day and do uh, do everything so so certainly in the development consulting but what's important to to understand is that it's not just the development consulting side but really the whole company that adopts the have has adopted the sdgs as sort of as a core uh, framework for all our operations mm -hmm. yeah definitely um um you said that you're based in in the philippines um and you're the managing director for uh for Neros, uh there um, can you tell me a little bit about some of the challenges uh, to sustainable development that there are in the Philippines and Southeast Asia in, in general? Yeah, sure. The, um, um, yeah, like I said, this is the, this is the, 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 the region of, of Asia where we traditionally and still continue to work the most mm -hmm. in the Southeast, uh, Southeast Asian uh, region. This is where we have most of our um, offices. We have, uh, in addition to the, the we have uh, purely international development consulting offices in, uh, in, um, in Cambodia, Myanmar, uh, Laos, then Nepal, yes, South Asia here in, in Manila, as well as in Jakarta, Philippines. And, uh, and this is where sort of, this is primarily driven by that. We have mm -hmm. uh, in Vietnam, we work uh, in addition to uh, ODA uh, type of work, we, we do, we provide services in, in renewable energy and in energy efficiency, particularly also to private sector clients and so on, so quite involved. Mm -hmm. um, we have a, uh, we have a, we have, we're in a, a in joint venture uh, arrangements uh, also in in Malaysia, for instance, in the water sector and utilities, and then we have a uh, a fully near us owned company in Taiwan that focuses only on on offshore wind energy, and that's also something that we we see you know great potential for uh, in other countries, including the Philippines, as hopefully those investments also also grow. The the um, the challenges uh, the challenges that we see, that we see across uh, these different sectors that we work in and it's very much in that's related to natural resources management environment biodiversity indeed mm -hmm. in renewable energy like I just said sustainable engineering um, which we're also involved yeah in 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 engineering work uh, uh, mm -hmm. marine uh, marine projects uh, uh, harbors and ports etc the this, this, this sort of this, this hugely rapid and transformative growth that's taken place in Southeast Asia, of course, in the last 30, 40 years has brought many, many benefits and advantages to the, to the countries. There's a lot of, so much wealth has been created. Uh, also in so, terms of social standards, there's so much improvement, uh, of course, in, in so many ways. But the downsides of that are really that, that a lot of it has come at the expense of, of, of let's say, sustainability broadly. Mm -hmm. um, we saw it, we see it very strongly in the, in the choices that the countries have made. And, and, uh, and uh, I guess, you know, the kind of that, the lots, a lot of this in many countries has been in the back of, of, let's say, an unsustainable use of natural resources. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, uh, many improvements again are, are, are there to be seen, uh, but, uh, but still that's one, that's been one challenge. Another mm -hmm. is, is the energy mix. Of course, there's a lot of coal driven, uh, uh, sort of coal, coal power, 
uh, steel and, uh, and and non-renewables um, to a, a too large extent. I mean, that's that's definitely one. And mm -hmm. then the uh, yeah, the growing populations, uh, growing cities, um, uh, the the loss of biodiversity. It's hugely important for the planet. You know that's happening in this uh, in this part of the world, yeah. Um, and the yeah environmental losses, hunting of you know rivers, uh, logging, and, and all these things. So there there are there are things that that hopefully uh, you know that there's so, so challenges are many. I think um, I think so in in these fields like environmental policies, mm -hmm. um, um, natural resources, sort of governance, or so the legislative policy regulatory frameworks. To guide sustainable uses, sustainable investments are are are, are you know the way way forward. Um, same for renewable energies, of course. Uh, there's so much potential in all these countries. You could you can make the change. And uh, yeah, and, and and all things related to then um, then of course um, yeah yeah uh, biodiversity conservation and and um, and environmental uh, protection. I think are are, are critical. Circular economy. Um, uh, approaches these these things need to be. There's so much uh, so much to be done, and, and living in Manila, uh, the, looking at the amount of uh, plastics and and uh, kind of the, the waste in and the how the buildings are are air conditioned, you know how you're cold most of the time when you're inside offices <laughs> and public spaces and all this and, yeah. and, uh, and and just the lack of that infrastructure really and those systems and those markets for 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 waste and. Uh, and other things, and then the the incentive structures that are there to make investments in this way or that way are not necessarily the best. So, mm -hmm. so when it comes to sustainability, so, but lots of I mean lots of, lots of good things are happening, and 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 not all countries are the same either. So so there's a lot of a lot of positives happening as well, and we are we we want to be a part of that. Of course, <laughs> positive change. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge potential and um, demand, as you said, for example, for renewable energy and for maybe building, um, uh, making building, building smarter um, and more sustainable. Um, and you, and yeah. if I can say there, there's also the, the um, there's also, let's say more the, the social issues that are that that relate to the to the growth and to the development and the sustainability, that's also uh, obviously of core importance as, as well. And that's something that we work uh, work a lot with. So we work with uh, yeah, social inclusion. We are very strong. We do a lot of work in gender, for instance. Uh, so the, the, the overall trend of increasing inequalities, of course, are a sustainability threat as, as, as they are to the stability of, of, the, of the societies and the foundations on which they, they build uh, the sustainable development. Obviously, the sort of the, the human condition is, is, uh, is, uh, is key. Um, of course, so 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 that's not to be that's not to be uh, uh, neglected or forgotten. That's uh, that that is incredibly important. Uh, marginalized groups, um, marginalized groups, and there's yeah trafficking issues, etc. That that are are are, are very very uh, very very important. And then and we see that uh, for instance, uh, yeah, COVID hasn't helped in 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 these in this sense. So this this past year, definitely see how most affected parts of the populations are the poor yeah the most marginalized group and 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 women 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, now that we're talking about women, uh, I read that um, that Neras has a new project here in uh, in the Philippines and Asia Pacific where you're um, uh, collaborating with uh, UN Women. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about what what that's about? Sure, uh, we're very excited. And yeah, it's um, it's actually UN Women and the Asian Development Bank. So it's a jointly funded uh, a research uh, project, a research assignment, not uh, not very long. It's a, it's a, it's a seven month assignment in in total, and the the, the and, it, and it focuses on on um, on on gender responsive procurement, mm -hmm. and it assesses the practice that exists in the Southeast Asian selected Southeast Asian countries, and some in in in, in private sector as as well as public sector procurements. Those tendencies. And how how women-led enterprises and women sort of women-led um, uh, 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 let's say industries are are uh, are part of that. So so uh, and and how to uh, to make sure that also these the procurement practices and procedures would be more more uh, gender responsive and and include more more women and really and again I already said it but yeah this is. All, 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 all of these gender investments now are of critical, even, even more, even more important somehow because, because of what COVID has done, um, uh, because it's it's affected those industries so much where women are particularly employed. It's that so it's a it's a research assessment, and then we're going to the idea and the objective is to put out a tool, mm -hmm. a quite a practical uh, tool that would hopefully that could be uh, adopted by by. Uh, those decision makers then and those those uh, makers of procurement decisions in companies and, and governments alike, particularly corporation uh, uh, corporate uh, corporate partners in their mm -hmm. procurement practices that should be out by april so okay. we just started that's super interesting so what kind of tool would that be um well hope it's not done yet uh so hopefully a practical one uh <laughs> and something that is easy easily adopted i don't it's 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 only it's one attempt and i but i and and then I, we hope that it's going to be something that they can be evolved and developed further in the future um and uh, but in 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 as far as gender is uh, concerned i think the gender call it a sector whatever it is uh looking at procurement is something pretty new yeah so uh so we we are yeah very excited to be a part of that and uh, and also yeah commend UN Women and NADB to sort of to, to drive that agenda so we're it's very cool to be a part of that. Yeah, I can I can completely imagine and I guess if making a tool for uh, uh, the corporate sector to um, to uh, ad adopt um, it's it makes it easier for them also to um, to be able to incorporated into their um, to their business model to have more gender responsive procurement. Um, so yeah, that that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so you mentioned before that, uh, that for NIRAS, it's important to both look into um, environment, environmental protection, but also to look into, of course, social inclusion into mar marginalized groups and all these things. So you have a very um, broad um, stakeholder definition, I, I would guess. Um, how do you do, for example, impact assessment when 
when you're engaged in a in a project well um projects are of course they're de designed in different ways the, um, each each project is is a bit different um, some projects are are about only doing an assessment mm -hmm. so social impact assessment environmental impact assessment sometimes they're together and mm -hmm. uh, they're also they, they their scopes vary sometimes it's more strategic sometimes it's more more technical and more uh, more focused mm -hmm. um, impact assessments are are also done um when you design projects, so at the design stage, so you estimate what the estimate what they will be, and there's so let's say there was a there's, there's an action plan that follows that, to make sure that uh, certain things are done, so to minimize the negative impacts and maximize the positive impacts. Um, but then then there are uh, impact uh, assessments or rather impact evaluations that then are post facto, so so it's after the after the projects, so so these require uh, different skills yeah um but uh, but we do we do assignments in in uh in in sort of we we cover the whole project cycle right <laughs> so from de design and inception to to, to completion and uh, and implementation and such and and such we have then we have uh, uh capabilities to 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 address uh to do impact assessments in these different uh different uh stages of the project cycle but it depends just very much on the scope <laughs> um and um but yeah we do we do this this work yeah that's that's really cool because yeah some of these groups um uh, i guess the mar marginalized groups they uh often don't have a voice but it's really it's good to hear that nearest they they take it into account um yeah, and it's it's more than even just taking into account even it's so it's something that we do so we we actually so we provide those services so it's also then then it's really then the the, the clients normally the impact assessment should be made by law, you know in 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 large uh, large projects and so on so we're we're also this is one of our speciality areas so that we can that we can that we can deliver and that we do quite globally right so Denmark included um, and as well as here so. Okay. And we're actually now we're just starting next week. I'm very happy that um, to sort of one example where we're we're addressing uh, negative impacts where we have been hired to address negative uh, in this case social impacts are with the new Malolos Clark Railway project here in the Philippines. That is the largest uh, largest ADB finance project ever in the, in the Philippines. And uh, and there are uh, we will be working with eight in eight municipalities here in in Metro Metro Manila where there will be resettled and affected communities by this uh, by this railroad. As you know, yeah. highly populated areas. Anywhere you are, normally large infrastructure projects, there there is always some some kind of resettlement that needs mm -hmm. to take place. And 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 then there are uh, then then uh, there are procedures, laws, regulations to to do that. So, so we're starting next week, and we're starting, uh, and then we'll be working for two years, uh, um, uh, effectively addressing and and uh, and working with the Asian Development Bank, with the Department of Transportation here in the here in the Philippines, as well as the local government nice. officials, um, as well as a number of other other uh, government uh, uh, agencies that are in, involved in this to uh, minimize any negative impact and, and indeed maximize the, the new opportunities livelihoods uh, in particular for these uh, for the for the communities affected by this project so 
um, again, another project we're very excited about uh, and, and to, to get started now, but another example is, is this, yeah, so that uh, where we are particularly brought in to, to address impact. Yeah, that's uh, it sounds like a lot of work, uh, eight municipalities and yes. <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of local communities. Um, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting. Uh, it sounds like exciting, exciting work. Um, so do uh, so does NERAS, do they often um, work with the local government and local institutions in, in the Philippines? Um, yes. Well, yes. To again, it, it depends on the depends on the project. So it depends on the level. Mm -hmm. So in the in the we also we work. Uh, well, that's one case of, of of local local government level. We also work mm -hmm. with uh, with uh, curbing illegal wildlife trade in the, in the Philippines. So that's with the with the Department of of, in, of uh, excuse me, Environment Natural Resources. For instance, so the the the, the ministry level uh, mostly, but there also we we work uh, we engage at some lower levels. But then on the other hand, we and that's also for the Asian Development Bank. Yeah. And then we we work with uh, we have a lot uh, um, um, a quite a long term uh, technical assistance and a kind of a knowledge uh, uh, project funded by the European Union. Uh, here in the Philippines, but that is that works in uh, in ASEAN. So there's the the center, the ASEAN uh, Center for Bio, Biodiversity (ACB) is located here in the Philippines, mm -hmm. in Los Baños. So just here in Laguna, outside uh, outside Manila. So that's located here in in the Philippines, but works with the Philippines as well as as then the other ASEAN uh, nations, particularly in yeah in 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 in, in biodiversity conservation and protected area uh, management and these countries so there you go so you we have from local level all the way to regional level agencies that we wow. work in the, the philippines right now but yeah wow yeah that's uh that's interesting um so you mentioned before that you uh that you have these tools and for example if you have a project and you make an action-based plan um i could see from the nearest uh website that um you have developed different kinds of um sdg tools um, mm -hmm. how, um, how, uh, what's the idea behind, behind these tools? Well, the, um, it's again, that's, uh, that's very much part of this, uh, this integration of the SDGs into the core of our, our corporate, uh, yeah, uh, DNA, let's say <laughs> strategy and, and, and philosophy. So, um, so the the SD the, these SDG tools have been developed and they're further developed and evolved all the time as as they're you know through through use and and practical lessons, um, but they they are there to help our our clients and partners to identify areas where they could invest to drive uh, drive the SDG uh, agenda so really become more sustainable, mm -hmm. and then to also uh, so to to plan investments and measures um, mm -hmm. as well as then to guide implementation. Do monitoring, yeah, and calculating uh, calculating the actual and quantifying the impact that you've had. Um, and with the SDGs is is of course one thing that's important to to of course understand that any no sort of I don't know which company could address all seventeen SDGs. No. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not it's not really possible. And and then of course you have one hundred and sixty nine. Uh, uh, um, targets beneath those as well. And then there's so. Um, 
So you have to pick, right? And you have to identify where you're in the best position to make the greatest impact. Yeah. yeah. And usually that comes with, because that is almost, that's usually about efficiency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's usually about resource and input efficiency. So that usually also helps in where well, there might be yeah, investments that need to be made, but it, it usually ends up also uh, saving money yeah, through and, and, and being, uh, you know, making you uh, maybe more competitive, maybe, maybe your, 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 uh, your production uh, processes uh, or delivery processes or supply chains more resilient, maybe mm -hmm. a more, more effective, more interesting to the, to the, to, to the clients than and uh, and so on so so the 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 this sdg capture mm -hmm. is for instance that's an online tool open source available to all okay yeah. it can be used by uh, i think it's been it can be used by municipalities for instance decision makers mm -hmm. or or others or public sector actors or uh, or or indeed uh, indeed corporate uh, corporate partner so it's there uh, you can take it you can you can play with it you can click on it um, it's a checklist it has, ask, asks questions and it gives like a rough outline of of, uh, of what kind of uh, what kind of SDG investments you could make mm -hmm. to ensure the biggest uh, to the, the the biggest impact and mm -hmm. it's like a starting it's like a starting process it gives you uh, gives you quite sort of visual graphs and so on on just very rough estimates like that. And then we have a we have a series of of, of a bit more targeted and focused SDG tools for different mm -hmm. industries such as infrastructure and and uh, and uh, and construction. Mm -hmm. That's called SDG Measure. Mm -hmm. We have uh, uh, an SDG tool for process uh, process industries, so and process engineering solutions. That's uh, particularly with our food and beverage clients. Mm -hmm. So processing plants in, in particular, SDG sustain that's more cr cross cutting that focuses on on environmental climate impacts, particularly, but mm -hmm. these others don't exclude those either, but there's some that are a bit more tailor made than 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 others and those are not public. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, now I mean they're, they're then these tools that we use then to mm -hmm. when we work with our clients and help them uh, yeah. with the with the SDGs and. And much of it is 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 um, these are tools that that in one way or another they don't differ that greatly maybe from from uh, earlier tools on on uh, let's say you know uh, environmental impacts or, or other uh, uh, such um, process assessment mm -hmm. tools um, as such but but we we have uh, embedded the SDGs into those and and made it possible to use somehow existing audits and assessment tools to really uh, identify those SDG areas that, that the, 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 the partner could, could uh, um, uh, you know, foster um, and support the most. And uh -huh. it's been quite good. So we've had those around since, yeah, for some of them for a couple of years now. Uh -huh. And, um, and uh, a growing list of clients that have adopted those and used those and found, it help, found them helpful. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, and yeah. in addition, then we have for in the development in the development consulting side, we also what we do automatically also is that we add SDG some SDG weightings and scorings and, and assessments in our in our in our monitoring and in our reporting, and then very much then it's often there the client also wants it. Uh, but then, uh, but it's something that, at the very least, what we do is in our on our you know websites and our own reporting and communications and all that. We highlight the SDGs that the project financed 
by mm-hmm. by this client and running mm-hmm. partnership with this you know partner promoted yeah. So that we give them whatever we do, we always give that SDG face uh, then to to yeah to the project. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's really cool. I just remember I, I looked at the website and it's, it was pretty impressive because um, I guess a lot of the issues with the SDGs is you can't. It's difficult to quantify and calculate what's the actual impact. But that's really cool that you actually uh, developed this um, this tool. Um, can you uh, can do you have a specific advice that you would give to uh, to organizations and companies in the Southeast Asian uh, region uh, if they were looking to become more sustainable? Uh, what would your advice be? Again, I mean efficiencies. I mean the 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 you know of course to minimize to minimize uh, footprint, um, mm-hmm. ecological, social, the negative footprint that is. Um, of course, yeah, and in, invest in, in in more sustainable uh, production or service uh, service processes. Uh, yeah, I mean nothing new really <laughs> that I can say. Yeah. And we, we know that we know the things that should be done, but it's a matter of of of, of trying to see how they could best do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in their scope of activities, the scale of their activities. You know, what the companies can. You know uh, what they could feasibly do, and and uh, and you know, and maybe Niras could help mm-hmm. in in with that, in identifying those, and and um, yeah, and for their projects and others, maybe they could look at the SDG capture. <laughs> but uh, that's that's yeah. it. I think any, and I I think that any any company that invests in sustainable uh, business and sustainable solutions and and practices. Uh, is has a better chance, I think, of of winning in the in the medium to long term, and also in the short term. I, th- I mean, I think attitudes change. I think consumers' attitudes change. I think ge- younger generations bring in a co- a completely completely new sort of sense, an idea of ecological uh, social sustainability than than the generations before. So I think the change is inevitable. So I think it's only it only makes sense for any company to invest. Um, in sustainability. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally see that. The, it seems like society is kind of going in that direction. Um, yeah, and it, and it would Bad make business, sense. Not to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, do you have a personal goal that you want to achieve uh, while you're the managing director of Neuros in Asia Pacific in uh, in Philippines? Well, um, the the uh, of course it's to we we're investing in the region to grow uh, to provide more services here and to be you know ever more responsive and have a always better understanding of the local local and regional conditions mm-hmm. and be in a better position to to um, yeah to serve our, our our clients and and drive the sustainability agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that field, so in order to do that, I think the goals, of course, are to to add as to add as much value to our mm-hmm. clients as, as possible, and add mm-hmm. as much value to the SDG agenda as, as a whole. Uh, to, uh, of course, uh, you know, get um, be able to implement and get involved in as many uh, sustainability projects as possible, yeah. which means also to grow 
of course, mm -hmm. not just here in the Philippines, but in the, in the region, very in the in the in the in the region and in the countries uh, where we are, and uh, and breaking ground in new countries, hopefully, mm -hmm. and um, and yeah, and then um, um, yeah, build a, a bigger uh, presence and um, a more uh, yeah. Uh, there's a, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a it's a list i think uh, list of list of things but really building uh, building you know capacities and and a structure here that that is uh, that is recognized for knowledge and excellence and and the ability to serve the clients um, increasingly locally mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. No, knowledgeable about the, the the local conditions the local needs and which is why we're, we we do this so this is one other thing about the nearest philosophy very much we're quite a decentralized organization we're across we we have now we are in 27 different countries right now mm -hmm. and the the very much the part of the approach is this that we want to establish local presence mm -hmm. so that we can indeed we can learn we can grow in the countries we can we you know and we can create jobs pay taxes mm -hmm. in these in these countries and as we learn and are uh, always better equipped to answer the questions in those countries we can we are always part of near us the global mm -hmm. near us yeah so we can then we can always tap into the knowledge in scandinavia and and beyond yeah mm -hmm. uh and wherever the, the the that exists and and this is something that we do very well so i think that uh that it's a uh, part of our the core ideas in our approaches is is as a as, as the whole group is is interdisciplinary approaches multi-sectoral approaches we work across business areas and we work very much across the country offices so so no mm -hmm. office no country is an island but indeed it's connected to many mm -hmm. hubs mm -hmm. yeah and and this is so if we want to work in climate resilience or disaster risk management or we want to work with uh, energy efficiency or we want to work with uh, with sustainable and 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 resilient uh, 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 agricultural value chains for food security, for instance, we have mm -hmm. so much knowledge uh, in the different countries. So we can, by being here, we combine, we combine this. So, uh, so, so it's it's along this it's along this platform and this this road that we 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 will continue. Yeah, yeah, because you have yeah, as you said, you have offices in twenty seven different countries. Um, and that really gives you that specific knowledge um, that you're able to, to, you know, build connections with the institutions uh, in, for example, Philippines, and that you really have this specific knowledge. Um, all the knowledge that all, that exists in Asia, for instance, in Southeast Asia, with you know, with Southeast Asian, you know, people, the academic institutions, the researchers, the experts, the specialists. There's so much of that here already that we also I mean, one one big thing is, of course, is to incorporate uh, incorporate as much of that as possible. So this is a big part of it. So that it's not about just the uh, you know just a sort of a, only a knowledge or technology transfer as such, but really, like I said, trying to you know uh, uh, bridge and and incorporate the knowledge in both ends. And and there's so much here uh, already so we so this is it so we want to be closer we want to be closer to we want to be in asia working with asians uh, for for sustainability in these different different sectors and hopefully increasingly so also uh, also in the in the more in the uh, infrastructure sector also in the also in the philippines mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and 
I guess what you mentioned with working or actually having a local presence um, it and we're and actually working with, uh, for example, Asians, it makes it also um, easier to do impact assessment when you have a better feeling of the of the people in the country um, instead of when you're coming from the outside. Um, Yes. Yeah, you can definitely definitely tell a difference. Uh, I think 10, 20 years ago, uh, 15 years ago, and, and, and so I think there was there was much more of that where you brought in international experts, meaning from you know northern countries, Europe, mm -hmm. U.S., elsewhere, uh, more developed countries to bring the, the, to because you might wouldn't necessarily be able to find the expertise. Now that's changing quickly and in the last few years that's changed really really rapidly so 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 it's really um so we we work increasingly and we recruit increasingly we have a, a very large cadre of associated experts and that's increasingly you know local you know for lack of a better work, word so that so that we work with uh, increasingly with national and regional experts philippines has a tremendous i think cadre of experts we know like yes you you will see working internationally just how many filipinos you come across um uh for instance so so that's certainly a change we've seen and and uh, we think that this is where then yeah we also need to be mm -hmm. that, that sounds really good yeah that sounds good yeah, yeah i think the the um, um overall i think we are yeah, we are here um we're willing to we want a partner we want to get involved in as many projects as we possibly can uh, or that are or in our core areas of, uh, mm -hmm. of, of specialization and um, and expertise mm -hmm. and uh, just to maybe I can just say that that we'd be incredibly happy to be in touch uh, so I'd like to encourage people to get in contact mm -hmm. also sign up for our newsletters for instance uh, if if they are spe specialists in the field also to Create, a, create their profiles in our database, which is also easy, easily done in our website, so mm -hmm. on, so that we can contact them later also for, for uh, working purposes, mm -hmm. or just for, uh, yeah, any further information and or even, yeah, just discussions. Uh, so, so very happy to, yeah, that's... be very happy and to, yeah, to invite anybody uh, to, to get, in, get in touch with us. How did uh, COVID-19 impact on uh, the work of NERAS? We still, that remains to be seen in a sense, but so we're still in that, you know, trying to establish what that act, what that's actually meant. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, um, what we see is that there is an increasing focus. And of course, this was already there, but, but it, it, it continues to be there, maybe even more strongly than before is resilience. Mm -hmm. uh, resilience of, of, uh, of, uh, uh, different areas of society yeah to you know whether that be natural disasters that will continue to be there that's an you know product of climate change of course so that's one and then now the, the this the health this this uh this human resilience towards uh something like you know like this this virus now so so yeah. resilience i think is a is a very large uh um uh, uh sort of key concept and uh, and that then spans across these different uh, different sectors mm -hmm. uh, and while we've seen some delays also we see that uh, we we are so far we've been able also to yeah do quite well and and uh, and um, and i think that uh, in these areas there's a lot that we can add value add value in yeah uh, yeah and for example yeah, maybe um... that's not uh, 
<laughs> uh, for example, with the uh, with COVID, it has. Um, I saw or I read that uh, on the last twenty years, um, poverty has been declining, and all these things, all these good things have been happening. But because of COVID, um, a lot of people might yeah. back into poverty, um, which of course yeah. is a huge problem. Um, so exactly. Let me rephrase that. That's absolutely true, and I mentioned this in the in the gender part because that's also there. The so the social impact is, is massive, obviously, and that's through poverty and increasing inequality. So, so COVID mm -hmm. in the region for for us has been a big shock. Of course, lots of things stopped for a second uh, for a mm -hmm. couple of months there, but then we've been happy to see that they're they're continuing. And then the uh, uh, but yeah, the the there's been the hugely detrimental impact has been, of course, the increase in poverty. Mm -hmm. the the uh, the impact it's had on 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 uh, on uh, 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 particularly the poor marginalized people and and um, and the gender aspects of it so women have, have been disproportionately affected for mm -hmm. instance as i already mentioned before mm -hmm. the previous in investments and then i think the increasing need to invest in all things that have to do with resilient systems resilient societies, resilient food production, uh, supply chains, resilient practices. I think that has increased in emphasis even more. Um, I think uh, renewable energy investments, hopefully as a, uh, as, a, as a part of this broader agenda, I think are also increasing, mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, increasing to, to also ensure things like uh, uh, energy, um, energy sufficiency and autonomy, et cetera. So, um, so, 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 uh, we'll, we'll see how the, how the region emerges, uh, from, from COVID sometime during, during next year. But, but of course the, the impact has been, yeah, very, very big and bad. Um, uh, but, uh, we also hope that we can help in the recovery, uh, recovery efforts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as you mentioned, resilience is really important. Um, so that if something happens like that again, or, if a really huge natural disaster um, occurs, then there will be resilient systems in place to make sure that um, there isn't as negative an impact as there is at the moment. Um. Correct, and and yeah, this is very much from even from the disaster side. That's very much still there, of course, as as a product of of climate change. Yeah. Uh, there is this other element now that's been added even more strongly, which is which is then to ensure that that we are resilient enough also to tackle uh, 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 things like this pandemic now, which pro which may unfortunately happen again. And one of those uh, one of those is is uh, is also digital solutions, digitalization, and as and and which is actually something that is uh, that Niraz is investing a lot in right now and uh, incorporating digital digital solutions into into yeah project designs uh, plans um, solutions to clients uh, etc also the something that was happening but it's been sort of as because of covid has taken a big step forward so there's been a great acceleration mm -hmm. uh, as you know you can say, say the same about i think the world <laughs> really and many countries and many things but but certainly yeah and Niras is no exception in that but rather we've really some efforts some investments have been just pushed yeah, just this gain is so much more pace. So digitalization, for instance, for us is now one of those top things and, uh, and, uh, and remote, yeah, remote, remote working solutions and, and, and on all these things. So COVID definitely huge impact. Let's hope that there's some good, good, good impacts in with regards to, to sustainability um, uh, in the longer term as well. So we, 
hope to be able to be a part of that. And um, yeah, agriculture is is the sector that we work with the most, uh, mm-hmm. and things related to agriculture and climate is the thing. So climate friendly yeah. approaches, climate friendly solutions, mm-hmm. climate adaptations, um, not natural resources management equally. Uh, so forests, water in particular. We just started uh, in Vietnam, for instance, a climate adaptive flood risk management. Mm-hmm. Uh, project it is, it's a design a design job for a larger investment uh, that's due to start in 2022 mm-hmm. um, we hope to start one here in the, in the Philippines as well mm-hmm. uh, relatively soon also revolving re- uh, efficient irrigation so efficient water use yeah um, um, yeah agroecological approaches things like this uh, yeah list is long 